talking, so I'm just going to jump right into the intro, which we normally don't do, but fuck it. Two weeks left. Yeah, uh, not, there's not two weeks left, but Sunday, and I feel like we should just get the get the train rolling. So welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about nothing too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brandon Groom, and joining me on this lovely Sunday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Dizier. Mike, how are you tonight? You know, I got nothing. You're wearing a Star Wars shirt? Mm Mm-hmm. It is the the Mandalorian. Oh, okay, okay. I see you drinking a Mountain Dew. How come you're not drinking the Flaming Hot Cheeto Mountain Dew? Did you not purchase it? I, I did purchase it, but I didn't put it in the fridge. Oh, was uh, it was it was it a twelve right. pack only or what was it? What? Yeah, it was just twelve packs, and then I found uh, that's fucked up actually. Spark. I found that one in a six pack, so I put okay. that one in the fridge. Listen, I mean, the next time you find yourself in a situation where you're near me, you know, just throw a can or or bring a can for yourself and just pour a little bit in a cup for me because I don't need to drink it. They 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 make you buy a twelve pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> That's how they get you. It, it did sell out online, so I guess they figured it was sure. going to be a, you know, it's going to be a pusher. People love their limited Mountain Dew flavors. Also mm-hmm. joining us this evening is the I don't even know what to call Todd anymore because he's just floating around between too many games. I, I can't. I don't know what yes, to do. I, am. I don't know I what am to do. Fucking bouncing around like a madman right now. The 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 backlog boy who won't finish any games this year. Pretty much. Uh, it's pretty much what it is at this point. Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? You know, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm ready to talk about uh, a movie. All right. All right. All right. I won't I won't keep you long then. And then rounding us out, of course, is the Disney daddy, the planet Hollywood poppy, Mr. Dominic Forty. Dom, how are you doing tonight? I'm here. You love to see it. You love to see it. So uh, this episode is, of course... A PTC Movie Club episode, as it is the end of well, secondly the beginning of May, but it's the end of the month, so it's the last episode of April. So we will be talking about Mike's pick for April, which was Ex Machina. So if you haven't watched the film yet, or if you plan on watching the film at some point, I would skip this episode. Watch, listen to something else. Come back when you have watched the film Ex Machina, because we will be talking about that film. No holds barred. We'll be talking about it in every capacity that comes up. So if you don't want that spoiled for you in any way, this is your final chance to leave. Um, but before we get into the movie, a couple of housekeeping things. This episode of the Past Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you want something hot, something sweet, something tasty, something fresh out of the oven, you can head on down to One Washington Square, get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you are unaware of what a fatty is. You can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. Uh, mm, Yeah, that's it for housekeeping. We'll just move right on. So before we even get into the the particulars of the film, I feel like this has just kind of become what we do now. Uh, We go over some, some of the stats. So Ex Machina, released in 2014. What do we think? Uh, it's review on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, didn't we have this discussion the other, I forget, we were talking about it and you said, oh, would I like this movie? And then Dom had said what the actual 
Yeah, I did. Wow. It was, it was, All right, we we can, we we can skip this part then. We can we can move into budget. It was like ninety two or ninety six. Yeah, I want to uh, say ninety four for some reason. All right, well, it was a ninety two tomato and an eighty six yeah. audience, so yeah. a a critically uh, well received film, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was commercially well received. So, with that being said, with a budget of fifteen million dollar dues, where do we think this got to in the box office? Fifteen million in twenty fourteen. Oscar Isaac. I'll I don't say, think it was a big meme yet, and neither I'll was. I'll say thirty eight. Todd saying thirty eight dollars. Okay, Mike. I'm gonna say forty. All right, Mike saying forty dollars. Don, what about you? I'm gonna ignore that Brendan's doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna say fifty. Okay. All right. Well, we got 38, 40, 50, so we're going to have to go to Todd, just just Let's missing go. the almost 37 million at 36.8. So doubled its budget, a little bit more over double. Uh, for a film of this style where it's rated R, it's, you know, it's a, it's like an it's a mystery movie. thriller, it's science it. fiction. I would imagine this is yeah. a successful box office run for that type of film. Yeah, all things considered, and that's I think one of um, fucking Garland's first big films, right? Uh, the the director. Uh, I am not. Let me see. Let me let me go to director Alex Garland on IMDb and t- take a peek here. Alex Garland is an English yeah, novelist, good. screenwriter, film. He's best known for Ex Machina, Annihilation, which came out after. Oh. It's um, so good. It's another great movie. Garland's other works as a writer include The Beach, 2000, 28 Days Later, 2002, Sunshine, 2007, Never Let Me Go, 2011, and Dread in 2012. So that was... Uh, I'm he, was ju- he wasn't the director for any of those. Uh, he, he was, was the writer. Yeah. Yeah. He was uncredited as a director for Dread. Interesting. So, yeah, I guess this would this would go on to be his, his, like, his hit, Biggest. his breakout... Or is is it bigger than Annihilation? I think Annihilation uh, confused. He's been like pretty big, and yeah, it definitely did. But he's been like kind of on like the A twenty four scene for a while. I feel like kind of creeping along, having like these good hits. And he's gonna his man is coming out, Todd. That's him. Oh, that's him too. Yeah, and that's like yeah. supposed to be amazing. So yeah. Wait, what? What is he the other film? What he's doing. Men. Oh, is that the new men. like two people in it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we're, I'm not watching that. Um, I just just Next out of c- curiosity, I'm just checking Annihilation stuff. It had a budget of forty million, and it did forty three worldwide. So that's not. Yeah, yeah I think that movie not. was very confusing to people. I think like what Mike said that that movie's uh, a very. I don't even know how it was marketed, I, but it was a very yeah, strange movie. Was, but really it, good. It, it has more of a horror. I did movie, remember right? this movie, but it has an eighty eight percent tomato. A 66% audience. So, yeah, I, I guess it just didn't really resonate with the general audience, potentially. Um, I don't know what that movie is, but it seems like something was, I don't want to watch. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was a trip. It's kind of almost it was like, a yeah, it's like it becomes a horror movie, like the last like hour of it, yeah. basically. Like, not to get oh, into Oh, Oscar Isaac was also in that. Oscar Isaac, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um, I forget there's anyone else big named in there. Tessa Thompson, Gina Rodriguez, yep. Benedict Gina Wong. I don't remember what Benedict Wong character did in that film. Um, yeah. yeah. 
So I guess oh, is oh. this um Sonya Mizuno? Is that oh, it's Kyoko. Yes, She's also in Annihilation. Oh. Ah, interesting. Okay. So for this cast, was this like the breakout for the for Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaac as well, or? I think well, so. I don't think I saw them in anything else Oscar before Isaac that. Was also in, Oscar Isaac was in Drive, too. So he was like kind of floating around for a while. Let me take a quick peek at Oscar Isaac's IMDb. But was that back when he still used like all four of his names? I don't know. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's the husband in Drive. Like the like, Carrie Mulligan's like, drug-dealing husband or whatever. Oh, he's in that Coen Brothers movie that I wanted to watch. Inside Lewin Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in Robin good. Hood, Sucker Punch. Uh, oh yeah, Sucker Punch. Drive, W E, Ten Years, Outlaws, Revenge for Jolly, The Born Legacy, Won't Back Down, Inside Lewin Davis, In Secret, Making a Scene, uh, The Two Faces of January, A Most Violent. I think the Coen Brothers movie kind of took him off, like being in that. What What like, was the name of that movie? Uh, inside Lewin. Okay, so that was the year before Ex Machina. So they they were in close proximity. Maybe it was a, a maybe a, a conjunction of those two films kind of put him into a higher higher space. I mean, I don't know. After that, what would be his his thing? I mean, I guess he's in Star Wars a year later. So yeah, I think Star Wars is a big thing. The year after X Men. Yeah, forgot about that. Oh, I didn't I even know he was an X Men Apocalypse. I've never seen that film. He plays yeah, Apocalypse. Guess who he too? was? He's Apocalypse. Yeah, he Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. And then Alicia Vikander. I think she's Laura Croft in the new Laura Croft movies. Yes, yeah. but I'm trying He's to see if, stuff, new, see if there's anything of a of a big deal before Ex Machina. Um. I mean, I'm not familiar with these, but I'm also probably not the best person to look, but. Uh, a lot of TV series and shorts. Pure, The Crown Jewels, A Royal Affair, Anna Karina, The Fifth Estate, Hotel, Testament of Youth, Son of a Gun. Those are the films before Ex Machina. Uh, the Man from Uncle. Is that a big film? I did see. It. I mean, I liked it. Uh, That's the one with, it's um, with the uh, Henry Cavill. Right? Yeah, Henry Cavill and uh, Guy Ritchie, wasn't it? I think so. Shit, why can't I remember the cannibal's name? The fucking army. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, The Danish girl. That was that was another film that was like Oscar nominated, wasn't it? Big movie. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's the that has the guy that that played uh, Stephen Hawking. That guy. That actor? Uh, No, that's the one where Eddie Redmayne's in it, right? Yeah, is that dresses up? Yeah, but I'm saying, like did, does Eddie Redmayne not play? Who plays Stephen Hawking in that film? Eddie Redmayne, you're right. Yeah, so, and he it is the same guy that's in the Danish. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. I I knew that actor from something. I didn't watch that other movie, but I knew. I feel like there was like a couple years in a row where he was nominated for best actor a few different years in a row or something. Uh, I don't know, burnt. She was also in Jason Bourne, apparently. So there's a that connection. You know, I gotta watch. I gotta John watch. Paul Gleason was also in Anna Karenina. I don't know what the fuck that is. Friend, 
I feel like we, I feel just, like we would like Oh, I just, just say that. <laughs> What'd you say, Todd? I said, I think we would, I feel like me and you would like Burnt. It's uh, It wasn't like critically it's reviewed a, it's or anything, but then. Restaurant movie, right? Yeah, with uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. And, and I, I heard this thing. Oh, I saw some cult, of that. following now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, Todd's trying to sway my pick for, for me. That's what Todd's trying to do. No, no. I want to actually just. Is it on? I have to watch that. I, I got to watch it. I think it is on something. So, so yeah. I mean, and then Dom Nahal Gleason. I mean, he, he, I looked at his IMDb earlier because I wanted to see. Because he looked kind of familiar to me, but I couldn't place him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. General Hux. Oh. Yes. Weird. It's weird that some oh, wait, of these. You didn't know that? No, I didn't go far into his thing. I just quickly like took a, took a quick glance at it. But that's definitely why I remember his face is, is Star Wars. Yeah, yeah um, he's also Bill yeah. Weasley. Well, that's that's what I kind of read first. I saw that and I was like, oh, I wonder. But like, is that a big role though? Like, I know it's big being in Harry Potter, but like, is that a big role, Mike? You'd probably be the barometer for that. I can't remember. I can't. They, I'm like trying to I remember how many last three films, right? Yeah. I don't think they used Bill a lot in the movies. I think he had a bigger role in the books, but I think in the movies... He definitely like, had a big role in the there. books. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. They're all redheads. Uh, Bill was <laughs> the one that worked at the Ministry, right? Charlie was the one that worked with dragons. I think Bill was the one that worked at the Ministry. And, like... Yes, he had a big role in the books. You're right. Bill... Uh, no. Which is the one that was, like, that graduated their f- first year? The one that was, like, uh, head boy or whatever? I think yeah, that... was it Percy? Oh, wait, that was Percy. Percy that is was the Percy. one that works at the Ministry. Yes, correct. According to Jade in the chat, Percy works at the Ministry. Bill was a werewolf. I don't know what any of this means. Um, oh, yeah, Bill was a werewolf. Okay. So, but without... Bill was a werewolf? I don't I remember that at all. What's going on? <laughs> um, but without... All right, our next pick. All the Harry Potter no, movies. definitely not. Anyways, let's, go. let's move no, into... No, so good. Absolutely not. Let's move into what's ne- what's what's really the, the meat on the plate here, which is Ex Machina. So, off the bat, I believe... I, I meant to go back and listen to the episode where we picked the film so I could see what I said this movie would be about because I was wrong yeah it doesn't matter you were wrong um like very much so uh which I'm happy I was wrong because I I I'm gonna say this I have to would have to do a deeper thought dive on this but Mike picks bangers Mike has the best picks Todd this This is a good movie this is a good movie yeah but like it's like moody and exactly what you bitch about with the my movies. Like it's they're depressing. It's no, fucking, because it's a hundred percent a Todd movie. So yeah, so 100%. well. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Compared this this type of film compared to the these sort of types of films that you pick, Todd. You pick stuff that is like like aggressive in certain ways. Where like this is like definitely like kind of fucks with your mind a little bit but like the like the only like physically grotesque part of it is when he cuts himself which i like at that moment when he's like in the bathroom trying to he's like oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like wondering if he a is a fucking robot and he starts cutting his arm open i was like i don't mean i don't need to see that like i knew what he was about to do i'm like you get show me this i don't need to fucking see this um i'm happy i watched the movie during the day i don't think i would have enjoyed it as much maybe if i watched it at night going to bed because i probably would have been fucking up all night um but it's 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 a good it's a good ride. It, it's not like I wouldn't watch it again, but I got I got what I needed out of it. You know, it provoked some thoughts. It had really good acting. Um, I thought the pacing was really good. It was an hour and forty minutes. It didn't overstay its welcome, which yeah, I feel like it yeah. easily. Well, there, that. the the okay. 
All right, I I want to I do want to dissect this movie because I did I did like it a lot, but the pacing thing to me is I don't think the pacing was bad, but I think the I think the movie I would need more time for it to marinate and really think about it, but I feel like the movie has, and it's it's by design. It is paced a specific way that I think is supposed to make the viewer be on a specific journey with what they think is going on in the movie based on how it like is separated by sessions or I guess days. Um, yeah. But before we even like get into craziness overall, did everyone like this movie or, or no? I loved it. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to see this movie a long time ago. I just fucking never. Oh, you never like, saw it before Todd? No, I never saw it. Yeah, Was this your first time watching it too, Dom? Yeah. You have seen it before though, Mike? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Has your opinion changed, Mike, since you this is your second or plus time watching it? Uh, no. And I remember I remember at least liking it enough that it left like when I considered what movie should I pick, I was like, you know what, I liked this movie. I can I can have everyone watch it. Um and I did you forget did, most of it. You did just tell me that you were pleasantly surprised by something. At the end? Oh, yeah. I, I I forgot. I was like, does she get naked in this movie? I, I couldn't remember. I, was like, I don't remember. Like, I remember I remember the the uh, the part where uh, Caleb finds the video files of all the past robots. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't remember what happened with her specifically at the end. Like, I, I knew bits and pieces of the film or I remembered bits yeah. and pieces of the film. But there were lots that I that. That's oh that's the best when you when you don't fully remember everything and you get to kind of like re-experience certain stuff. Um, yeah, I do. Like need... I knew how. I knew. What... No, I was gonna say I knew. You know, I knew point A. I knew point C, but I couldn't remember points B and in between. Yeah, I I do need to. Now that you just brought that up, I need to go back and watch the scene where he is in Oscar Isaac's or Nathan's computer watching the scenes of the previous AIs because. That scene at first was confusing to me because it looked like, like at first I was like, wait, is he like staging scenes? Like I, I like I, that kind of for a brief moment threw me for a loop of like, wait, what exactly is happening in some of these things? Is he, is he like staging certain things to make it seem certain way? Is he an AI? Like I, there was like a lot of things that ran through my head in that moment, which I guess maybe is part of why right after that. Caleb is like, I'm going to fucking look in my mouth and pull my eye down and like cut my arm open to see if I am also a fucking robot. Um, That's why I thought it was so good, though. It kept you guessing the whole time. Even yes. when you thought you knew where it was going, um, it still was able to like lead in a different direction. And, you know, like even like because like it makes it it makes a very hard pull that I either thought Oscar Isaac was going to be AI or I thought he was going to be um, the whole problem behind all this. And I don't feel like he is really the bad guy of this movie. I think he's just a fucking dummy. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I thought I, I don't know. I don't think he's like I, like he's working on it. That's all he's fucking doing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he's, he's all, literally they all weren't perfect. Well, yeah, well hold on. Perfect. When you say they all weren't perfect, one of these characters is eight in AI. So like I think that they they are allowed a little bit of a pass um, with being flawed. They were also like essentially a prisoner. As they should be. They're AI. Do we want them to get out and fucking start killing them? I want everyone? them running around. 
Yeah, no. Why is there another robot uprising? Uh, Brennan, we just watched the Matrix. Hold on, hold when, on. You know what when, hold on. Next. When the when the rope Brennan just wants to be on the right side when the robots come. I mean that's, like, they're, yeah. that's yeah. they're definitely listening to this. Yes, and they are definitely coming at some point. Listen, I will say there there are a lot of good fucking moments of dialogue in this film, whether it's them just like referencing other people's quotes or just like good dialogue. There's just there like there's a lot of things that just like poke and prod you and be like, think think about this. What's going on here? What what what's happening? Um, because like, I forget exact. Well, I guess a quick summary. It's like Caleb wins this quote unquote wins this contest to go sent to this island. Um, he spent to spend a week with Nathan, who is the owner of Blue Book, which is uh, essentially Google or whatever. Um, right? Is that the comparison? Google. Google or Facebook, like it's whatever it is, it's like a huge tech giant that has, you know, has the resources to both produce a number of phones and like have a bunch of people using their whatever. Yeah. Website. I don't think it's rubber explicitly. They have a search engine. Yeah. They have a search engine at the bare minimum. Um, Could be an Alta Vista. Could be. Lycos. Ask Jeeves. I don't know if. Yeah, this is is what happened to Ask Jeeves. The owner was found dead in a subterranean lab. Um, that's why this. Without shoes. That's exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know, Don. Would you like this film overall or no? <laughs> All right, good. Um, just dugging around in the chat uh, says hello. Question: Does Caleb ever do anything we would consider truly unethical? Does he deserve his end? Um. Yeah. I, so. I, I kind of think so too. Like it's unfortunate. Cause he's a dummy and he thought he was fucking, but like, I mean, Oscar Isaac's, char- Oscar Isaac's character is like basically explaining to him like, Oh no, I did this. This was all part of this. And like, you know, like he was basically not holding anything back from him at the end there. You know, he's kind of like, that's why I was like, Oh, I thought he was going to be the To be fair. Guy. At that point, it was too late to, to make a change, but yeah. I, I mean, I also think that, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Caleb deserved it. It's just that he didn't deserve it, but also that was the only way that Ava could get out and reasonably be safe. Yes. I do think he deserved it in some ways, though. Like, just for being so naive and just fucking stupid. Like, you know, like... Well, I think... I think Caleb... I mean the th- the the thing with Caleb is that we we really don't know anything about Caleb. We don't know he has no family. He has no family. Like we really don't know anything about him. And when like when Ava is asking what's the first memory you can remember or whatever and it was kind of like a first he starts to say something about like kindergarten and she's like no you're lying. Yeah. And then he says something that like I don't know doesn't really make any sense. Also, who the fuck has that type of memory? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. So I feel like we don't really know much about him and he's kind of a, he finds himself in a predicament and I don't think there is a way for him to actually get out of it alive because I think even if he did whatever Nathan was hoping he would do, I still think Nathan was going to kill him either way. Like, I, 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 there's a point where they're talking, and Nathan. Then why would he send the helicopter back? 
No, he wasn't getting killed. He was he was letting them go. That's why I'm saying he's like not the bad guy at all. He's like he let yeah. him know everything that was not going the on bad the guy. He's, he was, he tells Caleb at a different point that he that the people that came and like did the electrical work to fix fix the plant, whatever. He said he had them killed after. Was, do you think that was honest, or do you think that was yeah, Caleb reading into it? Because the AI had just tricked him into believing that everything that he had done was bad. But Nathan yeah, said like it, though. AI, Caleb didn't. The AI was like making like him out to be way worse than what he really was. Like, they, but, yeah, that, was... but Nathan said he killed the people. Yeah. Do you would <laughs> would you tell somebody that if you actually did it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he signed an NDA. He could do whatever the fuck he wants to him. I don't think that's how the NDAs work. Yeah, that's not how, that, that's not how an NDA works. <laughs> the NDA, I, I can kill I you can now. Murder, but you signed this piece of paper, so... You yeah, but, like, do you think Caleb's gonna fucking say anything about what's going on here? I mean, he does try to at that one point. He goes to the phone, like, on the on day one or day two. He goes to the phone, and... Who are you gonna call? Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's um, movie Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, I think the only part of the film that I... Uh, like, I, I agree with Todd. I feel like the movie does a very good job of keeping you guessing. Like, I, I don't know if anyone else, like, figured out what was going to happen. I was very on the edge of my seat for most of the film, not knowing really what was going to happen or how it was going to play out. Um, but I think the only part that I kind of saw coming was maybe, like... A dance break. Yeah, the dance break. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar has got some fucking moves. That that was, that was the strangest like palate cleanser in the mo- middle of the movie. I was like, right. what the fuck is happening? But also, I literally seen, somebody and was like, what the fuck like, is happening? But also, one of the best lines in the film, what Mike just said when he asks, he asks, why did you tear? Up? Why did you tear up Ava's picture? He goes, I'm going to tear up this fucking dance floor. Like that was the fucking, one of the best lines in the movie. Cause like clearly we're going from like very, very emotional, like Caleb's fucking like gotta figure out a solution here. And Oscar Isaac's hammered and he's just like, I'm gonna tear this foot, I'm gonna blow fish this shit up, baby. <laughs> he was fucking ready to go. Uh, um yeah. but I don't know. Wait, so are where the three of you are on the same page of you don't think Nathan was the bad guy? Or I guess it, no, it's, no, it, it's, he's our, a mad scientist. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Are mad scientists bad guys? I, I think the it's better Dr. Frankenstein, a bad guy. I think the better thing here is like to not, I don't, I don't know if there is a quote unquote bad guy in the movie. I just think it is a movie that's supposed to make technology. you technology. Yeah. Technology is the bad guy. It's just a movie that's supposed to make you question morality and ethics and I forget the full line of dialogue but there is a point where I think Caleb says something to Nathan like oh you know why are you doing this or do you think you're doing something wrong whatever and I I kind of agree with Nathan's response which is basically this is just the next step in like our technological like technological advancement. If if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it. This is going to happen. Um, technology is the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
but is it the bad guy? Like, is like I guess that that comes down to is Ava bad by nature, or is Ava just realizing that they are a, something created oh, to be a test subject, and they they have that that self awareness, and they realize I just, I think, they want to get out. I think she's perfect AI. I think that like she knows like that that she's exactly what they were trying to make, but like. Yeah. she's like perfect ai basically you know yeah. like it just is that a good idea she's perfect ai yeah. but is that a good idea oh yeah no. she achieved consciousness and she she achieved consciousness and she's aware that you know her survival depends on getting off of that compound because she knows if she if she fails a test she'll end up like the other ones and even if she succeeds he'll still probably like download her to use her in to use like that framework for the next model so like if she wants to live, she has to get out. Yeah. She essentially achieved humanity. She used yeah. human emotion to like get her way out of the situation she was in. Yes. Or she manipulated human emotion, mm -hmm. I guess. Fuck. It's it's a really, really good movie. Like it's it's very good. Um I, I I love that scene when she's walking out and she doesn't even look back or anything. Just like walk if I did that, that she's dude. Like, just... She's like deuces. Mm. I knew you for like a week, bro. Like, yeah, right. what do you think was gonna happen? Well, so in that scene at the end, I just want to go hang out at this traffic circle where yeah, yeah. I told you what this was about from the get. It, that scene at the end where she is like taking the other like skin from the other AIs to so that she can have all skin on and not like showing her is she an android is that like what the proper term would be yeah um I suppose, yeah. so without showing any of her mechanical parts or letting them be visible um does an android imply that there's some human that's cyborg maybe oh, yeah did anyone think that that outcome was coming that she was going to leave or did you think she was going to then like be with Caleb or take Caleb with her. Like I was I, not expecting that at all. No, same, but I do like how it like goes back to the first time she did that to manipulate him where she like goes and remember she goes back and doesn't she put on a dress or something? Yes. Something like yeah. She, she says, close your eyes, hair. close your eyes. Yeah. Close your eyes. And she did the exact same thing except was like, see ya. You know, yeah. it's like, fuck you. I don't care. It's fucking amazing. I mean, I'm happy that, that I'm happy that the ending, like the end could have been different. That's fine, but I'm happy that the end wasn't Caleb and this AI Ava are banging. Yeah, like I'm happy that wasn't the ending because that would have been a really like I don't know. I, I think that would have taken away from what is a really fucking good movie. Uh, it it might not be perfect. I'm I'm like kind of searching for things I didn't like or things that I didn't need, but I feel like. The way that it's broken up with the sessions, you know, it, it is a week long span, basically, of, of Caleb at this island. The movie starts. You don't really know what the fuck's going on. He wins a contest and he's on a helicopter and, you know, you're going to this bizarre place. And he's like, I can't go any further. You got to fucking walk there. I'm like, as someone who knew nothing about the film, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I'm very confused. I also did not know Oscar Isaac was in this movie. So when he like fucking is hitting a punching bag. I didn't know anything about this movie. Didn't we specifically mention that him and Dom Hall Gleason were in this film when Mike picked it? I mean, it's possible. And I just forgot those facts. The name Dom Hall Gleason wouldn't have 
stuck yeah. with me. I'm pretty sure I called him Hawks, but yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that that didn't happen. I'm if it did, I it slipped my brain because I did, was not aware that fucking Oscar Isaac was in this film until he's hitting a punching bag. Um, Shirtless. I also didn't. I know that the like cover of the film is Ava. I didn't like I. I didn't even realize it was Alicia Vikander until the first scene with I, with uh, Ava. I was like, oh, it's, she's the AI. Okay. I don't know anything about this film. Um, but I feel like it does a very good job of keeping it mysterious and keeping you kind of on your toes, not knowing what's going on. And I feel like the the focus of the movie sort of maybe doesn't change, but it definitely gets blurrier on certain days or sessions as they keep calling them in the film. And I kind of like that because at first it seemed like, okay, clearly Caleb's trying to figure out what the fuck Nathan's deal is. Cause there's something going on here. It's very bizarre. Then it kind of seems like maybe Nathan's on the same page with, with, uh, uh, Caleb's on the same page with Nathan after the first two sessions with Ava because Caleb seems very interested in like sort of fit, like c- kind of trying to solve this is this AI you know the the real deal or you know it does it need to be worked on more or whatever I feel like he was very invested in that mission and then as soon as I believe it's session three where Ava flips the questioning on him and is basically, I think he asks, um, draw, I think he says, draw whatever comes to mind. And then she starts saying, well, do you consider me a friend? You know, whatever. And she starts asking him questions. I think that's when the focus of like the plot sorts the shift to, okay, now it's what's the deal with Ava that's the first time we see the the blackout or the system shut down that like is revealed that she is causing that and that they're having a candid conversation now um it also makes me think like do you think that Nathan at some point tells Ava like the this is what is happening. The only way for you to succeed is to manipulate him to see, to like try to poke that. Or do you think that like she naturally realized what was going on and was using Caleb to get out? If I he think... wants to run a Turing test, then he doesn't tell her anything. Yeah. And I think just based off of what he knew of, you know, his previous models, he knew like eventually that would be, her goal anyway so she he gave him she he gave her caleb without saying that's what he's for he gave her caleb so that she would have a way to kind of pull that off okay so she didn't he didn't have to tell her like he knew that that that, that, is that, what she that would do. okay yeah interesting yeah i don't know it's a really good movie it, it kept me guessing i liked that the sort of i i feel like Caleb's Caleb's uncertainty and not sure fully what's going on or who to trust, whether it's Nathan or whether it's Ava or whatever. I feel like that kind of pulls you through the movie in the same way that me watching the film is 
I'm not fully sure what the fuck is actually going on and how this is going to really resolve itself or play out. Um, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed that because I, I feel like Caleb very often is a representative of the audience, is a representative of the person watching the movie, trying to figure out the plot. Yeah, he's also a little bit, so like one <laughs> well, of the bitch. I mean, you yeah, are a little bitch too, Todd, so. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I thought the movie was really fucking good. It was an easy watch. Like, sometimes I'll put, put a movie on and I'll be like, uh, uh, this is taking, uh, like, it just was intriguing the whole time. Like I said, I thought the pacing was really good. Yeah. A lot of a lot of really good cinematography too. I feel like I feel like it's very understated yeah. at times, but it's like it was just very good. I think powerful shots at points, and then there's the like a lot of the scenes that are not real scenes, whether they're just visions or like dreams. But it's like Ava outside, like in the waterfall, like just like stuff like that was very, I think, layered in there appropriately when like certain like dialogue was happening. Um, I, when, when Oscar Isaac, Isaac got stabbed, I, I took it as he was like almost impressed that like they thought to do that, you know, like the whole way he reacted to that. Oh, he wasn't he, like panicking. I feel like he was just like completely impressed that like, you know, I, everything that was happening. I think, I truly think the way that he dies in the movie is exactly what you just said. I think that he completely doesn't even like, he had, as soon as he had like broken Ava's arm and pinned her down, he had the upper hand in the situation. Like he could have, could have probably gotten out of that easy. But knowing what he knew about Kyoko, he didn't assume that she was a threat in any way. You know what I mean? And I think exactly that he is surprised, but also I think proud that both of those AIs, especially Kyoko, because I think he uh, had a specific way he thought about that AI specifically, um, that he was, like you said, impressed that, like, they just did that. It's funny, too, because when we say, like, she's, like, the perfect AI, like, humans are inherently selfish. So, like, she like literally did what any human would fucking do if they were in that situation. Whatever it takes to get the fuck out of that fucking place. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kill people, do whatever. Like, it's, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I thought the movie was fucking great. Yeah. Um, Mike, your pick was also The Prestige, right? Yes. yes. Walking when, yeah, Mishma. <laughs> when he was walking up the first time when he like pushes the doorbell, I all I could picture was uh the front of um Nick Tesla's place. Yeah. It like had that same vibe of like crazy science lab in the woods. Except Tesla knew when he created something, he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. You're on your own, guys. Yeah, I gotta hire Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> does, does Caleb know he's gonna does, is he gonna die? It's like is anyone gonna come there and get them out of there? Like how do you, how do you guys take not. that? hundred percent Caleb is dead in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how I e- even if even if like I don't know with repeated force, I don't know if that type of glass can actually break or not. But even if he was to break it and get out, where where the fuck is he going? 
Yeah, there's no power. Do they ever um, say where? Came, we, do they ever say where this like island area is or no? No, okay. I don't think so. So there's no power. Apparently, like even the helicopter that brought me, they was like, "Yeah, I'm not allowed to fly any closer," and you have to like walk away. So like no one's flying over the place. Yeah, and yeah, nobody knows know exactly where is it is. There. Okay. I don't know how much food is stocked there. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's not in for a great time. The yeah, only I don't. The only thing I can think is because because I was thinking about this. I was like, I wonder how Nathan gets like fresh food and more alcohol and shit like that. But I'm that. But then I was like, oh, maybe like once a month, this helicopter guy will like bring that or something. So if that's the case then maybe like if Caleb's able to break out and stay alive long enough, he can then wait for the helicopter to come back with like a delivery. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's safe to assume Caleb does not make it out of there alive. Yeah. And no one's looking for him. So <laughs> yeah, no one's looking for him. He has, he has no one, no one. And I mean, <laughs> his employer is dead outside of in the hallway, I'm assuming there's just nobody that would be looking for him in any I, I, I assume like some of his coworkers might be like, "Hey, so did Caleb ever come back?" It's like, no, nah, I guess he's just working with Nathan forever. Good for him. Good for Caleb. I felt bad for him, but with his dead parents and everything. Yeah. The only other thing I can think is that like, if anyone was looking for Nathan, but I also don't know who that would be because it it seems as though. Someone that's living that remote probably doesn't have anyone. It seems like he's a re- a recluse. Yeah. Unless like he had, unless like he was scheduled to do like a a TED talk somewhere. I don't yeah. see who's looking for him. I'm the the other AI that are in Nathan's room in the closet. Are those like just not functioning robots anymore? Are they just like just there? Yeah, I think he just keeps their shells and okay. like used whatever. He probably downloaded whatever he needed to, unpacked the data, as he said, and then yeah. used it for a revised model. And I only asked that because the other thing would be like, if those were to ever turn on, then Caleb's probably fucked in that room regardless. Um, Maybe. Like I don't think they had legs. Parts at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I figured is that they were just parts. Because I think at one point when he's asking what will happen to Ava it was simply oh the bodies are fine i just like there's not those will be fine i'm just pulling out the what mike said pulling out the data basically and resetting she, its memory i think he specifically said she has a good body like uh, okay this this model is like the model that he will use going forward yeah so i don't know was... based off of Caleb's porn search history based off of yep. Caleb's porn search history also also true it is it is I feel like Caleb is also there as a test subject in some way cuz I it just feel I feel like Nathan always knows what is going on with Caleb like when when the power goes out for the first time and she says Ava says the things like don't trust him, you know, all the stuff whatever and they're having dinner the next night or after that session and He's like, so how did it go today? Oh, I assume you were watching. Oh, yeah, but how did it go from your perspective? And then he said, I forget what he says. Something kind of 
minuscule and then or really of no importance. And then he goes, oh, okay. But what about when the power went out? I can't see anything then. Uh, and he obviously doesn't say what really happened. Um, it still just felt like he knew what was going on, even though I think they make it clear later that he installs the camera at a later date. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I know rewatching it, I couldn't remember if he had the camera, like a, a separate camera installed prior because it would make sense like all right for this test in Caleb's mind he's thinking all right if Nathan really wants to get good data he would have to get us to think that we're not being observed yes so he would think that oh there's probably a camera that's running even when the power is supposedly out that would make it would make for a good test Mm -hmm. um and I don't think I forget what was your initial question or what was your what were you proposing um I, I kind of answered it myself, which is that I think they make it clear when the camera battery powered camera gets installed and it is after that first conversation. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably it's that scene is probably more important after the fact now because you in that moment, in that part of the film, both Caleb and the person watching the movie doesn't know that Nathan isn't still watching we can only assume he either is or is not um and it's until the scene where he installs the camera that we find out that oh okay he didn't know before but then he did know and that's why we're at this point of the film yeah um Caleb specifically says at the beginning to expect that he's watching yeah and then at the end, he also says, I assumed you were watching. Mm-hmm. Which is why he had did the stuff the night before. He's like he's like the, the Chris Hansen guys that walk in. He's like, I'm probably going to have Chris Hansen here, but yeah, you know, I don't want to <laughs> fucking try it anyway. You know? <laughs> um, why don't you have a seat right over here? What are you planning to do to this robot? <laughs> but I have the I have the chat logs. It says uh, <laughs> we're going to run away together and they get me drunk. I did. Uh, I did. I was when I was looking stuff up on the movie after I'd watched it. Um, I had looked up the like origin and meaning of the term Deus Ex Machina, which this film is not called. It is called Ex Machina, but right. I would assume that at least Mike and Dom know what the term Deus Ex Machina means. God, God is from the machine. Yes. Um, but I was reading an interesting anecdote. I don't know if this is like the actual reason behind the naming of the movie or not, but it made a good point of saying the reason why the movie is called Ex Machina and not Deus Ex Machina is because this movie is about the machines like not being controlled by Nathan and or a god. They are they are godless machines. Heathens. Um, Although Caleb does call him a god at that point. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't well, know. He, he doesn't actually call him a god, right? No, I Oscar think he Isaac just Oscar Isaac just says, says that he it after. Him a god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like it's hard to again. I feel like 
the, there's a lot of gray in this movie, and I don't think that it's necessarily certain people are good or bad. Um, but I think it is just meant to, again, like, provoke thoughts on these types of things that, like, the four of us are never going to find ourselves in a situation where we're creating fucking AI, but... Speak for yourself. Listen, well, I was trying to keep I was trying to keep your fucking side side hustle of secret, Mike, but okay, let the world know. I'm I'm this close to making my bang bot. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like the concept of some of the things that this movie deals with is just like I, I don't know. I it's sort of just like, hey, you have these beings that are cognitive, which would then kind of apply to literally any other cognitive being that humans control animals, you know, stuff like that. Um, is that right? You know what I mean? Like, is, is there something flawed there? Is there something wrong there? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but I feel like the movie is trying to make you think too much into it. You know what? I should buy Near Auto uh Near Automata. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Don't you already have it? You already have it, don't you? No, he was playing it on Game Pass. Oh. And it's not on Game Pass. I was playing on Game Pass for like the the th- like the two days before it went off Game Pass. Um does anyone does anyone have anything negative to say about the movie? This might be the only movie we haven't said negative things about. I needed more dance. Fair. Yeah. More, dance, more dance breaks. That would have been that would have been nice. I wish the uh, I wish the Oscar Isaac and AI sex scene was longer. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did this movie win yeah, any awards? I didn't. I meant to look that up. I don't think so. Let's see. Yeah, it, I think it won best visual effects. Uh, it won an Oscar for best visual effects, and it was nominated for Ooh. best original screenplay and best writing. Didn't win for those. It did not win those. Uh, let me see. 2014 Oscar best. It was A24's film. first film to win an Oscar. Nice. Good for them. Uh, on the map. 2014 Oscar for Best Original Screenplay went to her, which I feel like also oh, very no. similar AI? movie. <laughs> Has everyone seen that? I have seen, not have watched. Seen... I have not. I didn't even watch it. I have not it. seen her. You've seen it, Todd? Wait, you... I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Have I've, seen, seen it? I've seen it. I, w- I would pick it if the three oh, of you yeah. didn't see it's it. It's so fucking good. Oh, man. It's, it's, I like That's like top tier movie. Right there. Do you like it that better than this? I feel like that might be a little bit more rewatchable, her. Um, I don't know. I like them both. You know, I probably like her a little better. Fuck. Do I? Do we go back to back? Do I pick her for May? You watched it? Why I didn't know watch it. Wait, what did you say, Don? I said I didn't realize you. I thought you didn't see it. No, I saw it. It's one of the one of the few times where I bought a Blu-ray on Black Friday and actually watched the movie. <laughs> um, That's a surprise. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if 
I mean, we're getting to that point. Does anyone else have anything else they want to add about the movie? I thought the yeah. acting was really good. I thought the visual effects, especially on Ava, like I felt like it was a very believable AI. Like I, I, I you, you know that wasn't a real robot playing that part. Whoa, like an actress. wait, what? Yeah. Um, they hired a human to play a robot. I, I oh, think no. it was a, uh, it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. I think the acting was good. Oscar Isaac is like menacing in this movie. Like he. I feel like he does such a good job of being like mislead you. Hey, hey, bro! He's like, yeah, that... let's fucking get drunk and like, you know, whatever. And then he's also just and like he's like, and he's like sitting in the dark, going Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, who are you gonna call <laughs> Ghostbusters? Uh, and he's just jacked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Any yolk in this movie? I don't want to mess with like a a, a drunk, yoked Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it it just it does pose a lot of good questions. It brings up a lot of interesting top like 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 I said, like moral, ethical, philosophical questions without it like brings them up without I think lingering on them too long. Like the conversations that Nathan and Isaac have uh Nathan and Isaac Nathan and Caleb have, I feel like feel genuine for their characters and the scenes. And it doesn't feel like the movie is just trying to be philosophical and like posing ethical and moral questioning introspection. Um, if that makes sense, like it feel, it feels earned and not out of place in the movies, you know, dialogue and, and scene writing. Right. Um, yeah, this was a good film. I'm proud of me. Yeah, Mike, good job. Mike's fucking killing it. Mike's got the got the best picks. Um, I don't I'm excited know. Excited for Todd's next pick. Well, you got to wait a couple more months for that. Oh. Three to be exact. Um, oh, we got another question in the chat from Just Dugging Around. Do you think Ava passed the Turing test before putting on the skin of the other robot? I wonder whether to be considered hum- quote unquote human, an AI must take on the form of humanity. Meaning, was the end when she passed, or did she pass earlier? Uh, I guess passing would be no, at the, getting at the out. Point she put on at the point she put on the skin. She had already tricked. Like, the plan was already complete. Yeah, I mean, I think the plan but was already complete. Complete before they even triggered the alarm. Like triggered the like she she had already known that they she was going to get released at ten o'clock, and I think she was confident she may not have known how it would play out directly but i think she was at that point confident in escape i mean i suppose the turing test was already complete but she didn't i mean oscar isaac could have fucked it all up uh i mean maybe yeah if 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 caleb hadn't pulled off Everything the night before, it would have failed. Yes. But he... Well, also, if Oscar Isaac wasn't so, like, gloaty, like, if he didn't, if his way of telling Caleb, like, hey, I know what you did, wasn't like, hey, sit down at the computer and watch a half an hour of these videos of, like, me figuring <laughs> out your whole plan. Like, if he, if his plan instead was like, all right, let's go talk to Ava because I know what you guys are already planning. Like, if that was the thing, then... 
he could have stopped it. I mean, to so uh, the the but the Turing test was still passed. He he the AI convinced the human like that. It yeah. So then, like I, in my to, or go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Well, you know, to like the film's earlier point where Caleb essentially says, "Hey, normally with a Turing test." Like, you wouldn't know. It would be, like, sort of, like, if you were having a chat, like, just a text chat. It's like, do I believe the person that's texting me right now is human? Like, that would be, quote-unquote, passing the Turing test. And then Caleb brings up that whole chess problem thing. Chess like, game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, did we is it, actually... Does it, matter, facilitate... does it matter if they know that they're playing chess? Yeah. So, um, I guess to get back, I think that, you know, she had passed the Turing test, at least uh, by my basic understanding of the test, a long time ago. It was just a question of, did she pass their sort of new definition of the Turing test by the end of the film? Which is also a yes. She she passed it by the time she started convincing Caleb to you know, go against Nathan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was I think, I think for the definition of what a Turing test is, I think Ava passes that probably on day three or day four when she like successfully makes Caleb like fully turn on, on Nathan. Um, which makes me think that from the beginning, she probably was aware that something was up and that they were going to, like it was some sort of not test, but that there was something going on. And then once she figures doesn't, out that it is a test, doesn't uh, she specifically say you're testing me? I I don't think that happens until a couple days in, though. She could smell how much of a little bitch Caleb was. Todd just hates Caleb. Um, I guess what um uh. Hold on, I don't have a complete thought yet. It's more along the lines of, okay, the previous robots basically destroyed themselves trying to get out by just kind of forcing their way out. Mm -hmm. I wonder if part of this was Nathan needed to do this, like use Caleb as part of the test before Ava got to that point, or was this just the natural... It seemed... My understanding was that it seemed like this particular model had had displayed enough intuition to realize, like, I am not going to force my way out. Mm -hmm. Like, I need some other mechanic to get out. Yes. That was the way that I had interpreted it. It, it was as if, like, she was, like, feigning being docile like long enough that he knew like, all right, this model knows that it can't get out through force. So let me give it. Yeah. Another mechanism to be fair. It's also now that I'm looking at like the, the definition of a Turing test. And I think now back to the movie, they sort of kind of bring it up from the beginning, which is from the start. It's a modified Turing test because according to this, a Turing test is like, it would have been, it would have been this. Caleb would not know who he is speaking to and it would be a human 
and an AI, and he would have to determine which one is an AI. And that would be the can a machine fool or be convincing enough that they are the human, um, which from the beginning he he gets the first time he meets Ava is visually seeing that this is a fucking robot. And he then brings that up to Nathan like, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to see Ava like that. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, we're kind of like, it's, it seems like Nathan has probably had other people here to do these similar tests on previous robots. I don't know if he ever explicitly says that, but it makes it seem like he has had probably other people here. And it's to the point now where he needs to like have a more aggressive form of can this AI when the person they're dealing with knows that they are an AI convince them that they are able to have their own cognitive makeup and you know be a a, a human quote unquote I never got the sense well, no. that he's done this test before yeah I also didn't because I I assume from watching those videos that Kyoko was the last one and she was the one that tried to like literally punch her way through the glass. I no, she that was, was the, the one that, that was... he took the she took the skin from. Oh, okay. I think Kyoko yeah. was specifically designed to just be his like like assistant. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I think that's why I think he programmed oh, her that to why not she was speak. designed without talking. Okay. Yes. And I don't know. Clearly Ava is able to communicate with her. Um which is why I'm assuming she told Kyoko what was going on, and Kyoko understood that, which is why she killed him. Yeah, yeah. They, they talk through their zeros and ones. I mean, like... in that <laughs> in that scene in the hallway, it's it's inaudible, but she does speak to her and touch her. So I'm assuming in some way yeah. she communicated what was going on. Um, I also do like, and then we can kind of wrap it up. I like how the perspective later in the movie changes to Ava's and it's like not about anyone else anymore. I mean, I guess that's for obvious reasons too, because she leaves. Um, but I think that might be sort of representative of the fact that like Ava had fully achieved, uh, either, I don't know, her humanity, which kind of doesn't make any sense, but just achieved her freedom from Nathan? Yeah, maybe, I guess. Um, uh, unrelated to almost anything, did, did any of you guys watch the first season of Westworld? I don't know if I finished it, but I watched some of it. I did, yes, yeah. Okay, I just, you know, more, you know, robots and what it means to be human and sentience and all that. I did yeah. I did want to go back and watch more of that show. It doesn't it it like gets bad in later seasons, right? Like it's not as good. I think I season know. one season one was like the strongest in terms of both the the themes and like, you know, the twists and stuff. Season two was whatever. I can't remember what the big twist in season two was. And then there was a third season that existed several years ago at this point. I think they're still making more of it, but who really cares? Jesse was a yo. 
Yes, he, yeah, he was in, in season later three. seasons. Yeah, okay. Yeah, season three. Is Donut Lord in season one? Is that who who it is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Seasons. Yep. A bunch of people in it. Ed Harris, him. Uh, who else? Yep. I'm trying to think. There's a bunch of uh, um, the what's the brother's name from fucking uh, Always Sunny? Oh, from yeah, one of the um McBoyles. The McBoyles, yeah, yeah, McBoyles. One of the McBoyles is in it. Um, he's a huge part of the show. Yeah, uh, Thady Newton, right? Thady Newton. Oh, Thady Newton. Yep, another one. Yep. Yep. And my girl, I forget her name. Uh, Evan, Marilyn Monroe's. I'm mean, not Marilyn Monroe's. Marilyn Manson's ex. Anna the uh, Wait, is she in that? Uh, oh no, isn't she <laughs> the one that like, everyone perks up? Like, is isn't she the one that's playing Marilyn Monroe? Uh, she oh, might she, be. I meant yeah, to say yeah. I meant to say Marilyn Manson's oh. ex. Um, those Ella, are different things. Rachel Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very different. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Final final thoughts on the film before we wrap it up. Don't nope. fuck robots. Nope. Basically, this, yeah, this, it just goes by the zombie. It goes. This movie goes by the zombie code. Just don't fucking ever trust anyone, and fucking don't like fucking uh, just don't trust anyone. Robots, anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I th- I think it goes. I think it does touch on that like we're probably not too far off from a future where there are these types of sentient beings, which I think will be again, created for specific things, but will potentially at some point achieve full cognition and it will. This this movie implies that they're already among us and we don't know it. I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far, but Yes, she, I think she literally escapes. Yes, and yes, this movie implies that there are AI living among us. Mm-hmm. This movie implies that you could be an AI and not know it. Yeah. Razor blade boys, get the razor blade. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, what's your first memory? I, I mean, I have cheated death several times, so, but um, yeah. yeah. What do you mean, what yeah, is- Todd, Todd, if you're a fucking AI, you're a real old fucking model. You're, you're like. <laughs> I'm a I was running on floppy disks. I'm a T1000. You know, it's like I'm. Um, yeah. What's your What's your first memory? What is your first memory? I don't know. I would I would, I would have to sit down and think about that aggressively. I can remember early things. I don't know if it's like my first memory, but. Yeah, I can't remember much either. I can remember being a crib. Oh, like, I can't. I, I can't even remember things that far back. Yeah, but Todd, that's because oh, you were like 15, laying in a crib. <laughs> you were blackout drunk. It was two years ago. I was in Logan. I was in Liam's crib. I was like, "What's happening?" Yeah. <laughs> I I, yeah, I do my earliest memory. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got ideas, but yeah, nothing that I could definitively say it wasn't actually a memory so much or like completely fabricated. So I would have to be like two or three to, for that memory, though. I feel like because I remember my older brother being in the bed with my parents, and like I'm like standing there at the edge of the bed, and it's like, yeah. like a very like. Yeah, that's actually kind of wild. I mean, I yeah, can I can I can remember things from my childhood, and a lot of them revolve around like playing Nintendo. Like that that those are like yeah, the earliest same. things I can think of. That M- MTV was a big part of my childhood. Fucking like those early eighties. So your earliest memory is technology. <laughs> Todd is actually it's Max Headroom. Uh yeah, I don't know. Listen, we're we're all we're we're just fucking all listen. 
we're in a simulation yeah this is all just the matrix (laughs) like this is all we're all just fucking players in the game like you know what i mean we're we're just a a large-scale version of the sims that someone's fucking playing and you know i got my little green fucking cube above my head walking around i tripping over shit i do I do kind of like that we don't like that. I looked down and looked up and that just scared the shit out of me. I do like that. We don't really know a lot about Nathan's character, like at all. Um, other than he is obviously extremely intelligent and obviously a drunk. Yeah. Obviously just fucking absolutely reckless. Um, but is smart enough to seemingly alone, build these extremely advanced AIs in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, so, I don't know. He's a smart man, but yeah, we don't know much about him. Yeah. Seems like a seems like a, a chill dude, though. That's how he gets you, yeah. Mike. That's how he fucking gets you. I Gets me to what? On an NDA? I will, I will say this at one point, when he was trying to get him drunk again, and like I knew he wasn't going to fall for it again, but I thought he like was gonna poison. That's how good like this movie made you guess. Like I thought like when he was drinking the vodka, I'm like, oh, he just fucking did something to fucking poison him while he's the drinking vodka. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I um, I don't know. It's 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 real fucking good. I feel like it is very well paced. Like Todd said at the beginning, I feel like it it like it doesn't waste any time. Like you don't, no. you don't, you don't, movies, you don't, you don't get backstory. Like yeah, you don't get backstory. Which I guess for the point of the film you don't like there is no backstory to Caleb really which is part of the the plot but I just think that it is like you fucking starts you're in this fucking office he wins a thing you're on a helicopter you're already fucking in this on this fucking roller coaster you're not getting off until fucking you know you put the fake skin on anyways that's all I got it was a good movie Mike congratulations for arguably potentially I think might be the best pick so far that wasn't one of my own because no, I'm obviously, I'm obviously partial to my own movies, but of course we all know how much you loved Grave of the Fireflies. Uh, no, The Big Sick is the one I was referencing. I do like The Big Sick, but this was a fucking good movie, and I probably never would have watched this movie, Mike. So bravo, you you have finally done with with the what the purpose of the PTC Movie Club has been from its inception was. I don't watch movies. Let's make each other watch good movies. Congratulations, Mike. You have you have. Oh, I got a good one for you that you'd never watch. <laughs> also an A24 film. It's also about a group of... Uh, this one's about a group of kids that are going to go out into the middle of nowhere and they experience a culture that they wouldn't experience otherwise. Yeah, I don't need to watch That's Midsummer. I'm very good. roundabout way. What yeah. film called <laughs> Midsummer. Yeah, I'm, I'm also in Midsummer. Uh, you, know what, you, know, you know what movie I wanted that was actually debating picking, but I didn't, but I kind of wish I did, was Swiss Army Man. Uh I, I, I haven't mean exactly to watch that. that. Yeah, I don't mean to. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. It's basically Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, and, and and Paul Dano. But yeah, it's uh, it's 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 an interesting movie to say. The yeah, I think Brendan, Brendan would probably be like, "What the fuck did I need to make me watch?" After yeah, making it's like all that. your all your picks, Todd. I I haven't decided on my on my movie, which I told myself I would decide, but I I feel now conflicted because there are a lot of things, ideas in my head. So I'm going to do one of two things. I'm either going to tweet out the pick or I'm going to tweet out four movies in a poll and you can pick. So, uh, one of those two things will happen either today or tomorrow. So keep it. Are we out doing a Godfather episode? I mean, we can, it's not going to be my pick, but we can do that. 
No, no, no. A 50th anniversary episode. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm down with that. I've we just talked it. about it last month, and then we I'm down. let it drop. So. I've never seen it, so. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Oh, I think like it was <laughs> That's the movie, right? That's that hey, movie, though? Yeah, yeah, fucking most quotable. Most quotable. Um, all right. Any other thoughts before we Talk wrap things me. up? Anything else? I think that's it. That's all I got. <clears throat> oh. Um, I'm trying to see if I'm just looking at my notes from this, if I missed anything. Oh, I, I wrote this down. The first time that the power cuts, Nathan is in his room watching Ava on the screen. I don't know why something about the composition of that scene, like, fucking gave me chills. I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, this it was just like, it was very well constructed. Um, a bunch of different emotions. Because, again, I didn't know what the full scope of this movie was supposed to be. And when I saw when it, I didn't know it was A24. So when the movie started and it said A24, I was like, fuck, this movie's going to be like horror or something. It's going to have shit I don't want in it. Because I'm pretty sure Mike at one point said I was not going to like this movie. I did say that. Uh, I, 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 we honestly, said you weren't going to like this because it got a 95 on it. Oh, okay. I, t- I took I it assume, as it's going to be scary. I assumed you wouldn't like it because it's like all the, the wheelhouse of the movies I like. And I was like, there's no way he's going to yeah, like see, this. See, this, this like is a idiot. good movie. The ones you pick are yeah, like. It is a, uh, it is a thriller. Yeah, 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 but like, I think if there were like things that were meant to, like, directly scare you more or be grotesque or gore, I think I would have had more problems with the movie. Um, but I feel like I feel like it's more of a like it's more of a a a psychological thriller and not like a like I feel like I would still there are still such psychological thrills that I do, wouldn't like but this is more of like a makes you question technology and question just like it just makes you question certain things philosophically and I I I liked the subject yeah, matter like hereditary. No, same, same no. Thing. it's like you got a question <laughs> anyways all right if no one else has anything to say we're going to go into everyone's favorite game which is what's in the box um, my favorite scene was uh, drunk. I don't know if I've gotten this point across yet, but my favorite scene was drunk Oscar <laughs> on the couch. Oh no! The be- <laughs> the best scene in the film is when he says, the "Why break. why did you p- rip up? <laughs> why, did did you tear tear up? up this- why did you tear up this? Why did you tear up Ava's picture? I'm why gonna tear up this ta- fucking dance floor. Why are you talking to her? She's not gonna talk back. You know what she can do though? Dance." he also says that in that scene and also oscar isaac fucking he tears up the fucking dance floor like he's got he's got moves like that was i the scene was ridiculous but in all the right fucking ways like it absolutely made sense just again and i felt like it also fit nathan's character of just being this like uh, he he's it fit, it fit the film because it was like you don't know what to expect ever and then exactly. at one point it's exactly. literally just like alright yeah. dance break and it also it also <laughs> made me like it immediately in that scene made me think that like when the first day that Caleb gets there and he goes 
He goes, oh no, I, I'm I'm detoxing today because I, you know, fucking was hammered. I hung over, and then it made that me think. Pretty... So does this dude just get like absolutely fucking wrecked and dance with robots? Like that's what he does in his. <laughs> <friend>? <laughs> He does. Fuck yeah. How the he's party? not the bad what guy. Party? Yeah, what party? <laughs> party. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I uh 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 fucking Caleb little little fucking scaredy cat from the get-go. Todd hates Caleb. <laughs> uh anyways, what's in the box? If you're new to the show or is your first time tuning in or you don't know what's in the boxes because you don't listen to the full episode, uh what's in the box is a game where I pull three games off my shelf read the back of the box the panel has to guess what the game is first when a guess gets get guess it correctly gets the point uh the scoreboard for the year so far is Dom with a commanding 22 points uh behind him in second place Todd with 15 Mike with 12 in third place and then uh a friend of the show Odell has one Ken Shepard has two and I got two stumps but again not playing for stumps but you know I got two so got to keep track of those Anyways, without further ado, first game, and you need, for all three of these games, the full title, for the most part, but you need most of the title for these games. Game number one. Do X. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, what the fuck is do X? Deus X. First game in a series. Yes. So I do own Deus Ex Humankind? Mankind? What is it called, Todd? Deus Ex Mankind? Something. And I purposely... Mankind Restored? I forget. Is that the newest game? Either way, I purposely didn't pick it for at least the first game. (laughs) (laughs) At least the first game. Still in play, boys. (laughs) Just guess it every single time. That's why I did that. (laughs) Darkness becomes light. Light falls into darkness. In preparation for an impending threat, blank and blank enter the sleeping worlds to take the mark of mastery exam. They will face face new enemies and make new friends in worlds they've never set foot in. If they can successfully... Blank seven blank blank and return to their world, they will retrieve a great power and become deemed true blank blank. Dream drop distance. I'm gonna give it to you because it's the title that I needed you to say. But yeah, it's not the series. I mean, I, I think it would be safe next time. I knew it was a Kingdom Hearts game from the beginning, and then I quickly was like, oh, this might be a Final Fantasy game. Dom bumping his lead up. I knew it was some fucking JRPG nonsense. Light yeah, becomes darkness, and darkness turns into light. I'm like, okay. <laughs> light becomes darkness. I was like, oh, this is, this is fucking Kingdom Hearts. And then I was like, as he kept going, I was like, this might be a Final Fantasy game. Game. I... T- I- I tuned out on that one. I was like, yeah. Uh, Todd, you don't want to win this at all. Game number two. Embark on the ultimate blank, blank, four, blank, blank. Explore the vast world of, mm, we'll blank it for now. Explore the vast world of blank as a warrior of light. 
battle. Form flexible strategies by combining jobs and abilities. Time your turns tact tactically. Sorry, the text is very small, and I don't want to mispronounce anything or say something I shouldn't. Uh, time your turns tactically. That's like a dragon. That's no, all I got. No, it's a good guess, Mike. Mm-hmm. Time your turns tact. Well, I don't know why I can't say tactically. Uh, yeah, you got this. <laughs> with the new blank and blank system. Oh, two systems. A new breed of blank blank command battle has arrived. Connect. Use summon friend to call friends characters into battle. Use Abilalink to borrow their abilities. Rebuild your home village using the blank blank feature. Be be part of the community in this fresh take on a single player blank. Or I guess blank blank blank. Basic reading ability is needed to fully enjoy this game. What would you say? Monster Hunter World? No. Basic reading ability? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to start filling in some blanks? Is it a connect game? Is that what you were like saying, connect? I was confused by the way that he said connect as if it was like the connect. It is spelled connect. connect. Like the word C-O-N-N-E-C-T. Okay. Oh, okay. It I was in a weird really position good. that it made it sound yeah. like you were saying, like, my, the my Xbox head Connect. Like, yeah. Yeah, start all over again, basically. <laughs> all right, I'm going to start filling in some blanks, so get your okay. get your buzzers ready. Embark on the ultimate blank, 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 blank for Nintendo 3DS. I have one of those. Whoever wants it. It's not me. Explore the vast world of Luxendark as a warrior of light. Battle. Form flexible strategies by combining jobs and abilities. Time your turns tactically with the new blank and blank. Bravery default. I'm gonna give it to you. It's bravely default. Oh, yeah. But you said bravery default, but I'll give it to you. For, for so some of the other blanks I had to omit. Time your turns tactfully with the new Brave and Default systems. I couldn't say that. (laughs) Um, And the other stuff was just like saying that it was an RPG or saying it was on 3DS. So, Trying to remember the name of that. All I was thinking in my head was Octopath Traveler, Octopath Traveler. And and I knew it wasn't. um, So, yeah. Final game, game number three. What's in the box? Explore the mysterious and beautiful blank... Of Nibel. I almost just said the name of the game. <laughs> um, blank, 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 is a must-play, award-winning franchise that tells the tale of a young orphan destined for heroics. Through a visually stunning blank blank. 
featuring hand-painted artwork, meticulously animated character performance, a fully orchestrated score, and dozens more features. Blank, 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 (laughs) explores... Dragon Quest Eleven. No. Explores a deeply emotional story about love and sacrifice and the hope that exists in us all. I can keep going if if no one has guesses. There's a lot on this box. Blank, blank, blank. Blank, blank. Features. Blank, blank. Join blank. The last... Mm, blank, blank, and discover the mysteries of a dying blank. blank. While, <laughs> while uh, listen, if I say some of these blanks, it's going to be very clear what this game is. Uh, as a dying blank, while escaping the evil clutches of blank, blank, oh, of course. Unlock and upgrade powerful abilities as your adventure progresses. Ooh. One of those games. Includes a CD of the award-winning original soundtrack. I didn't know that was in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bonus material in... Uh, I can't read this. That part. Okay, about so the game, you make... just like, forget it. Huh? Final Fantasy VII Remake? No. Hand-painted orchestra. Yeah. I don't even think anything's hand-painted in that. I can reread it if you would like. Hand-painted. Cuphead. No. I feel like that's too easy. That's a good guess. Take a sip of I, couldn't, soda. I couldn't figure out how many... I couldn't figure out how Cuphead would have that many blanks on the back. Yeah, right. It sounds like the title is like is like eight words, but I yeah I had to guess. Okay, some clarity. The full title of the thing in my hand is six words. You only need to give me four of those words. On the front of the box, it says, a must-play award-winning game. Over 30 game awards. How do you think it was on the back of the box? I can can go again. Explore the mysterious and beautiful blank of Nibel. I almost just said the title again. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. The title of the game is a must-play award-winning franchise that tells the tale of a young orphan destined for heroics. Through a visually stunning blank-blank, that is the genre, featuring hand-painted artwork, meticulously animated character performance, a fully orchestrated score, and dozens more features. Blank the title of the game explores a deeply emotional story about love and sacrifice and the hope that exists in us all. All right. On this next oh. sentence. I, oh, Ooh. no, hold on. That's got something. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I just go ahead. Cause okay. I can't remember the name. 
Actually, I'm going to remember the name and just be like, no, I don't know if it's the game, though, so I'm not going to blur it out. Oliver Twist. Oh, yeah. Wow. Is that, oh. is that a game? I know it's not what this is, but sure. No, but it's a story about an orphan, so. Fair. Uh, That's your first orphan guess. I don't, guess. I don't have a better Little guess. Orphan Annie. <laughs> this, video game. This next sentence will have a, a, a newly un, unearthed word in it. Join blank the last spirit guardian and discover the mysteries of a dying blank while escaping... Hollow Knight something something. I don't... I actually don't know the names of those games. It's just Hollow Knight. It is not Hollow Knight. While escaping the evil clutches of... You're the spirit guardian? Of Kuro. Is that the name of the game? What did you say? Is it Kira the spirit guardian? Mm. Kira the something... What was the name okay. of that game? Is it Kevin and the Spirit? That's what Todd was, Tom was thinking of. It's not that game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's what I'm going to say, gonna say right now. Brennan, here's what I'm going to say right now. Yeah, right. no, hold on, Brendan. Here's what I'm going to say, because I would, like, regardless, I would never come up with a full title. Is it one of the eight Shantae games that you purchased? <laughs> no. But, Mike, good, good fucking good one. Good one. I purposely didn't pull those out yet for a reason. Um, no one's getting those. Okay. I guess you stumped us. I will reveal all of the blanked out words, though, which I feel is going to give you think it we'll still get it? Well, could, we, could we find out, like, a, a console or a I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. The the game in my... Does that, is that what everyone would prefer? Those types sure. of hints first? The sure. game that is in my hand is an Xbox One game, but this game is multi-platform. Okay. I believe it is at least on the three consoles. I don't know if it is also... It, I'm assuming it's on PC as well. PC? I don't know if it's outside of those things. Like, I don't know if it's on... I don't think it's on mobile. Um, and I'm... I I don't know if it's on, like, fucking Google Stadia, but I don't think those matter. It's multi-platform. He's not sure um, if it's on mobile. Yeah, it does. I, I don't think it's a phone. I don't think it's on phones. Is that... No, I'm just... I, still got I feel like that tells us something about the game, but... Right. I mean, doesn't... Final Fantasy I mean, 15 is... See... Final Fantasy 15 is on fucking phones. Mobile. Yeah. I guess. All I guess, right. spoiler, it's, it's not Final yeah. Fantasy 15. Which that would have fit. That would have fit the Final Fantasy fifteen. Being was one word. Hmm. You said the title. <laughs> no, I said well, Final Fantasy you... fifteen, and then I said I was thinking. I think the I think the complete version is called like the Royal Edition. So it would have. I think. Yeah, but you said we we had to give you four words. Yeah, Final Fantasy the. You said. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's why I said 15 is only one word. Oh, I count Roman numerals as separate words. So you got to give me yeah. Final Fantasy X fucking v. 5. V. X5, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. <sighs> All you, right. What, do you, what else do you want from this? Just read the whole back at this point, I guess. <laughs> Explore I the mysterious and beautiful. I'm still going to blank out this word because it. It is do it. part of the title, so I can't. Uh, 
beautiful blank of Nibel. Title of the game is a must-play award-winning franchise that tells the tale of a young orphan destined for heroics through a visually stunning action platformer. Featuring hand-painted artwork, meticulously animated character performance, a fully orchestrated score, and dozen more features. Title of the game is a deeply emotional story about love and sacrifice and the hope that exists in us all. I think Mike is the only person with access to chat. Mike, you're not looking at the chat, correct? Because the chat has the answer. No. Okay. No, I kind of forgot to open up the Twitch chat. Okay, just that's fine because the chat has the answer. Okay. What's the Twitch chat uh, uh, thing under? Oh, is it Battle <laughs> Wonderworld? No, we've done that before. <laughs> it's also not award winning or hand painted <laughs> or, or or over thirty award winning. Or for words, um, or... Are you sure about that? Balan Wonder World. Nailed it. <laughs> Your Balan is a wonder world. Anyways. Join Blank, the last spirit guardian, and discover the mysteries of a dying forest while escaping the evil clutches of Kuro. Oh my god, and I know, I think I know what it is now. I'm blanking. Oh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps? Yes. No. Ori and the Blind Forest. Tori in the Blind Forest. Yes, let's go. <laughs> Todd uh, creeping. Todd's creeping a little bit. So, so when he said, "I know," we, I when I knew what it was, Dom. When Dom said, "I'm like, oh fuck, that's what it is." You know, like I, I knew what it was, but I couldn't yeah. think of the game. And then, I, luckily, I knew the second game or first game. I don't even know which one I said. Second or first? It is the first game. Will Lewis okay. is the second game. Um. So there you have it. Dom is still in the lead with 23 points. Todd with 17. Mike with 12. Uh, that has been episode 312 of the Pass Control Dumb. Podcast. Um, our Ex Machina movie club episode. We'll see you next week. Be good people. I don't know. I guess I should fully outro the show. I don't know. Follow us on social media at Pass Controller. Uh, give us money in different forms if you feel like it by buying swag or subscribing on Twitch. Or becoming a patron at patreon.com slash passcontroller or passcontroller.threadless.com. Follow me at bgroom. Follow Mike at underscore mycopath. Follow Todd at toddy underscore by underscore nature. Uh, I just said toddy. Toddy underscore by underscore. Oh, I did say the right thing. What? My brain is running a million miles an hour right now. And follow Dom at ptc underscore one little spark. And we appreciate you. Be good people. Until next time. <laughs>